Welcome to Artistic Beginnings. I'm Mitch. And I'm Melody. We're siblings who grew up working in the entertainment industry and were deeply impacted by the arts. I'm a professional actor, singer, and dancer working in Los Angeles and New York, still pursuing an artistic career. I, on the other hand, am no longer pursuing that career. I went on to become a researcher, though I'm still involved in the creative industry. Artistic Beginnings is all about the winding artistic paths that creatives follow in their lives. We share these inspirational stories with you so that you can learn and grow as a creative. So, let's get into it. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome. I nearly did welcome, welcome, welcome again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> yeah, it welcome is one of those words that the more you say it and you think about how it's spelled, the weirder it becomes. Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, what was the word that I was doing that with the other day? I can't remember. I do it pretty frequently where if I, I think I've misspelled something or if I have to say something a couple times, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't a real word. Yeah, this morning... Uh, the word more was f- freaking me out. Oh, yeah. More. M-O-R-E. Mm-hmm. It's four letters, but it, mm-hmm. it really... Grinds your gears? <laughs> I was going to say buttered my biscuit, but I knew that was <laughs> all right. Close. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, welcome Anyways, back. Anyways, this is, this is <laughs> Shannon's episode. Woo-hoo. Shannon is much funnier than me, and... <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty funny, but she is a stand-up comedian, so I think she's got us both beat, I must say. Yeah, she's a great storyteller, and uh, she talks a lot about how she comes up with some of her stuff for uh, her stand-up and Mm -hmm. her process, and she's writing a book, and I'm ruining the episode. Yeah, she has a lot of artistic endeavors, essentially, and she finds she has a really cool way of connecting them all, which I think is really awesome that she was able to do that. Agreed. And I had the pleasure of being able to work with her, even though it wasn't in a in a show or anything. I worked with her in corporate America. Um, but having met her, my life is is much better now. So uh, it's it's very exciting to to share her her story here with with everyone today. Yeah. So uh, let, let's give it up for Shannon O'Connor. Hello, world. Hello, audience. I'm Shannon O'Connor. Um, the best Irish girl you'll ever meet, very part of my heritage, <laughs> and things such as that. It's a podcast, so I'll just tell you that I'm black, and that you might not get that joke. So, boom, black. Um, from New York, I have one little brother. My parents are still in New York. My little brother's in Florida because somehow he came out, like, super Republican. Oh, interesting. And it is interesting. I mean, he's not super Republican. He's more just, like, down with the system, but, you know, mm. very florida like, that's where he wants to be, and that's where he belongs. No no bad things to Florida. We love Florida. I am an actress, also stand-up comedian, a writer. Oh, I just got fianced, so I'm getting married. Very exciting. Yay. Uh-huh. Happen. Yes, woot woot. You're getting married to another creative, right? He's a writer? Another creative, yes. Another creative, Dean oh, Sharp. I love that. So it's like, I could be Shannon Sharp, or I could just stay Shannon O'Connor. I don't know. That's, Ooh, you know, that's Shannon O'Connor thing. Sharp. You can hide yeah. Shannon Sharp. <laughs> like, Shannon Sharp's a cool name, but there is that is a really cool name with that name already. He's like a sports commentator, but oh, you know, cool. Okay. I could do it too, and it would be dope. He's been on like Curb Your Enthusiasm and like all these sitcoms and stuff, and he's 6'9, and I love him. Oh, so not Aww. nearly tall enough. <laughs> nearly tall enough, but you not know, nearly. ideal. But you I had deal to somehow. Settle, so, you know, it's fine. 
You got to do what you got to do. Yes. (laughs) So I definitely like just like being my true self, no makeup and just like having a whole bunch of fun during quarantine. Yes. Oh, yes. So I'm excited. Yeah. So what are you doing during quarantine times? Taking this time to, to regroup? Yeah, sometimes it feels like I'm doing everything, and then sometimes it feels like I am doing like absolutely nothing. Like, definitely got oh, ideas. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> right? I totally um, feel that. Yeah. It's like I'll have like I have a bunch of pilot ideas that I'm kind of fleshing out. I'm like in the uh, you know note card storyboard process. Mm-hmm. I bought a masterclass pass, you know, into that kind of thing. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Do you love it. it? Is- I love it. It's two. It's like two for one right now, too, because they know people are oh, at home. Nice. So it's like a good price for like you and a friend. And they have like great storytelling classes, screenwriting classes, you know, just narrative things, ballet, whatever you're into, gardening, they have it. Mm. So I've been doing, working with some of that, working on some stand-up jokes, um, taking virtual acting classes, which is interesting because I did have, I probably had like four theatrical auditions like can't come in during this time, which was kind of surprising. Oh, wow. Um, it was like more, I was like, more than I'm getting usually. So, I'm assuming um, self-tapes. <laughs> yeah, of course, self-tapes. No, you can't go anywhere right now. I'm scared to go to the grocery store. But having like a virtual teacher, like go over like, you know, the script with me and work mm-hmm. on the actual filming of it, you know, kind of having a director in that way, I felt brought a lot of my tapes to the next level. So that was cool. You know, having nice. a virtual teacher and a virtual yeah. class. That's such an interesting like resource that we have now that I don't think existed before beforehand because everyone's at home now it's just so much easier for them to be able to just hop on a call and help you out with a self-tape in that way yeah just a a quick question so they gave you tips on on how to record it well i would kind of almost say like blocking on how to make that little you know the area just the camera view feel Mm -hmm. like more of a like 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 an area or a setting of what's going on for instance we had it was almost like a walk and talk from the i think it was the people who do cis and then it's like i play a coroner i'm walking with telling a story you know to one of the detectives and then I stop and pull out the body and then I talk about what happened to this murdered person so it's kind of like you know you know start on one side you know of the uh screen cross the screen and kind of turn and I I don't know probably doesn't (laughs) sound great as I describe it without visuals but you know how to kind of move through the camera viewer to make the audition just seem like you're really there Yeah, that's so difficult to do, I feel, Mm -hmm. with self-tapes, you know, making it so that it's not just a static visual of you and making it somewhat, especially walk and talks. Those are, I've never know what to, I would never know what to do with that in an audition room either. Like it just, those are very hard to figure out. Yeah. It's like walking There's not a lot of space usually. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just a little march in place. (laughs) Yeah. But luckily when you can be your own director at home, you know, you can do a couple tries and make sure it looks the way you want it. And, you know, I've had the time to put in so I'm doing that yeah no that is one thing that I love about self-tapes is that you can literally do it as many times as you want but that's a gift and a curse because then you're like up all night like <laughs> mm-hmm. <And> then <laughs> you can over, you line. can overdo it for sure 100 yeah yeah it is good to at least some things in your hands and you get to be like creative in mm-hmm. that way be your own director that's really fun yeah. mm, what else I'm trying to write this book about the time I was abroad in Italy like when I was in college and that's kind of fun not doing like a, a screenwriting work 
out just like a novel. So that's really fun. Something I knew for me. Is that your first time trying to write that kind of style? Yeah, that is my first time like writing in that style. I've been trying to write a lot of, you know, screenplays, regular plays, stage plays. I, you know, I went to grad school at Syracuse, you know, for television, radio and film with an emphasis in screenwriting. But I've always liked like my diary writing and like essays that I've written. I'm always like, mm. pretty good. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, and I've been listening to a lot of these books on tape, like from Amazon, the Audible, especially when I was driving for like Uber mm-hmm. when it was safe. <laughs> right. So I was doing like a lot of Audibles. I was like, I can write a book better than this, you know? <laughs> so I just started and I was like, they look, this is all right, but I know I can write a book just as well. That's so, so cool that yeah, you have so many cool. outlets. Like you, you know, I mean, most people have like one specific thing that they do, but I think, I think it's fascinating that you've been able to have so many different artistic outlets. It's wonderful. Have it, has it always been that way or is it something that you've kind of built as you go along? something I've like built as I go along just because I like at 10th grade I figured out math was not my thing like girl same and <laughs> so I always had like love plays and everything but I wanted to be a doctor so I knew I was creative but I definitely wanted to do like that physician type thing but after that I was like mm-hmm. well that serious thing might be out of the picture so you know <laughs> started going a little more creative and then I had a, an internship as like a ad agency like out of home advertisement person and spreadsheets were just killing me and mm. I just slowly said you just gotta find your way in the creative world or it's just not gonna work so I'll do yeah. I'll try anything at this point and it's fun so well that's what's yeah. important yeah it's funny uh when when we worked together it was very clear just by your personality and your your kind of outgoing ability to just be very emotional and emotive it's it's very clear that you are very creative and and a a performer at heart but was that always the case did you have any moments in your life that you maybe started off being a little bit more shy and then once you found a creative outlet you started kind of really embracing it yeah probably in like my first year in college I hadn't got into any like theater schools you know to like really major so I was like oh you know maybe it wasn't like a main thing maybe it's more of a side thing and you know like the first year of college like a lot of people was like really hard for me being away from home you know not having like the same friends and you know taking I was taking like biology and French because I thought it was fancy and I just like it was just so much pressure (laughs) on myself and I got into this theater show like with the graduate school actually and I like got like the lead role that was never heard of for like a freshman and I had the best time you know so it made me even like I want to transfer from that school I ended up transferring so that I could minor as a as a theatrical student at another school but after I got that part I was like you know maybe acting is my thing you know even though I didn't get into a school to train like 24 7 or anything like that I mean I wasn't like a child actor like I'd seen on Disney like all those kids were I felt like were ahead of me so just allowing myself to get back into it even if it was just for fun it was really it was really cool and also that year I had not gone out for a play previously I had just been in the pit because I played the violin for nine years another master class they have so I'm getting that violin back out these days oh nice um, so I was uh, playing the violin in a pit and I wanted so bad to be on the stage. So the next play that came up, I auditioned and I got the lead and they got me right back into it. 
so many hidden talents. You've got violin, you write, you're you're trying all these new things. It's fun to to hear all these different paths you're going down. Oh yeah, I think I'm driving my neighbors crazy, but I like it. You know what I mean? I played for so long, it just seemed crazy not to pick it up anymore. It was just like I'm in the train for. I used to get out of class a lot. I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go practice the violin, and we'd go hang out. <laughs> <laughs> in I the violin that. room so it's like kind of a way to get out of like classes you didn't like back in high school <laughs> yeah i feel that i i've that a few times yeah i've got yeah. a big performance i i've got a i've got a I've practice you gonna break so hard <laughs> Totally. Oh, that's amazing. So cool. one of the things that I'm always impressed by and you're doing all these other things that we've already talked about, but you mentioned also that, that you do stand up. That's one thing that scares the crap out of me. <laughs> um, really? How did you? <laughs> you're so funny, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm really not. Um, <laughs> Falls. Me and Mitch had Thanks, our first, my first and last office job together, and he's funny. Let me tell you, I'm I'm funny when it I'm funny when it doesn't matter. When it when it comes down to it, I I freeze, I I choke up. But Shannon, you're funny all the time when it's just between you know just a few people or in front of a whole audience. I don't know how you maintain that. What what is your secret? I don't know what my secret is, but I do love stand up comedy. Like when I was a kid, like I would watch like stand up with my dad and like with my little brother and Friday night comedy central used to just have stand up like all I would call Friday night stand up and before like I drank or smoked any pot or anything that was my Friday night I get a big bowl of popcorn and then have a bedtime and I would just watch all the comedy central stand up my mom always thinks I'm funny she's my best cheerleader and she was just like mm. you should do it you should do it and I was so nervous the first time but someone contacted me on the internet and was like do you want to do a set at the comedy store which is like super famous so i'm like yeah cool you know it's a bringer show though i had to like make sure to invite people but luckily people came and it was an amazing time and i had these jokes basically stories just from funny things i thought had happened to me and from there it's just like taking that same act taking what works and keeping it and adding funnier stuff so you're telling all these stories. I, I think that they're particularly funny because I, I don't know how you experience so many funny things in your life, but for whatever reason you do, it may be just that you're hyper observant. Do you feel like you put yourself into situations specifically so that you can find the funny moments in them? Or is it just that you're you're lucky enough to to lead an exciting life that has a lot of funny moments just popping up out of nowhere? <laughs> like most people's lives are like funnier than you would think if you really like mm. take the time to break down but funny things do happen to me I don't know sometimes like I have a friend told me like your life's like a cartoon they're like the, the funniest thing that could happen will just happen to you and it's like it's not always great or always bad but it always just seems to be kind of funny so like for instance I've been doing all this stuff also becoming a, a Pilates teacher so I'm like doing a lot of training and like at home Pilates but I ordered some beer to be delivered to my house because I stay inside. That's what this governor said. So I ordered this beer and then I went to go get it downstairs. I like tripped in the parking lot and like twisted my ankle and then I couldn't like work out at all for like a week. Oh no! <laughs> now that's comedy though, but it was horrible. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is it's finding the funny moments in like the mundane or the somewhat upsetting parts of life, I guess. Finding ways to laugh at it. What are the odds, man? <laughs> it's true. You got the beer though, right? I, oh, hell yeah, I got the beer. Coors, Coors <laughs> with the mountains. You know what I mean? 7 Eleven nice. delivers for free because it's hard times these days. That's good. Yeah, so. Oh, 
I was like, yeah. oh, work out. Oh, yeah. Do the I stairs. <laughs> I, I was doing like six flights of stairs a day, just like not taking the elevator. I was doing so good. Yeah. Yeah. Minor setback. Minor setback. But, you know, it's just funny stuff happens like that. So, and because I was like doing the stand up, I started thinking, let me just start taking some of those stories and make a book. So that's kind of, I guess, where the book is coming in to play. Gotcha. So you're you're writing a, a novel about your experiences abroad then and yes. pulling in all those stories that only you experience because you have the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, the magnet to, to crazy experiences and, and the brain to capture the funny stories that are in there. That's that's amazing. Is there any other reason why you're kind of pulling that story together? Is it something that's just kind of a passion project? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think I was really inspired when I first, it was just Italy that was shutting down due to this like whole coronavirus epidemic or pandemic, I should say. And I was just like, some of my cousins who are in college were supposed to go abroad to Italy for the summer and then they got canceled. And I was thinking of all the nice Italian people and I was just remembering what an awesome and crazy time I had there. And I already tell like jokes about times I was in Italy and like being really hung over at the Vatican, just like a beautiful place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just we just partied so hard i was never in my life partied so hard and you know i was just like oh well maybe people want to experience you know the trip without going there and that's something i could share i love that comedy and topical yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe able to give an escape for people <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i have to write this stuff down before i forget it because a lot of it is hilarious oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I have a question. When you're writing jokes, are you only pulling from like your experiences and doing that kind of story type, like long form joke telling? Or do you pull in other types of jokes as well? Well, she's from this awesome mass class. I'm plugging it like they're paying me. Um, I started... <laughs> <laughs> This episode brought to you by Masterclass. Because <laughs> I always have loved like observational jokes, but definitely mm-hmm. a lot of my repertoire is very, this happened to me and I'm just going to share it with you and maybe right. you'll think it's funny. But I like, you know, I love like Terry Seibel, like, you know, airline food, what's that about? So I'm kind of learning to, it's like basically like make a list of, you know, 10 things I hate, 10 things I love and look at them from different angles. Like what's mm. the 10 different angles to look at, you know, these face mask that we wear and I was able to you know craft this whole joke which I I hope is not offensive so I'm trying to do a little like try to be a little more topical and like comment Mm -hmm. on like life and like my personal like point of view but it is mostly stories yeah well I think you've also got a very solid way of telling stories have you always been good at kind of getting across the imagery and the the situation that you've built up because that's a really hard thing to to figure out is that something that you've just been able to do or is that something you've gotten better at over time it's probably something I've gotten better all the time and just stolen like they say the great ones just steal I think that I had like an addiction to like television and movies and you know like and a passion of how people tell stories my dad who's just like the most wonderful guy retired teacher in New York was actually in uh, Narcotics Anonymous NA and I would love to go with him to his meetings and hear these cracky tales oh my god the stories were freaking amazing and these people could have been like Saturday night live like storytellers it was so funny but I learned but like I loved the stories and ever since then I feel like I've just been in love with like someone telling a story you know watching a movie hearing stories and just collecting stories like that's like just my research for the world really 
Yeah, that's that's always a challenge that Melody and I actually have talked about actually this weekend is the idea of how valuable doing research is and how much it can be seen as kind of a crutch to, oh, I'm just I'm watching and, and consuming all this stuff for research versus what what's really happening for a lot of people is they're just consuming and they're not really doing anything with it. It's more passive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's the wonderful thing about especially, you know, all this extra time in quarantine, but just all of the streaming services. Services. Like there is so much out there that you can learn from. I mean, look at YouTube. You can find so much shit for free on there, but it's really like an artist's playground for stealing. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, like they, I mean, they say there are no new stories, you know, True. just like they Lion King is Hamlet and just everything is something that's been done reinventing it and like making it your own so sometimes I'm like ah you fell into like a trope but sometimes if you do it your way like right now everyone's looking for I think it's like the same stores but different you know so mm-hmm. and that's that's really fun way our place to like you know live in and we got the time that's what I'm saying now yeah I just hope and I finish yeah, it tropes happen but yeah. they're fun like there's a reason why the same types of movies keep getting made because people are interested exactly. I mean look at the Hallmark channel every single one of their Christmas movies are exactly the same but yeah. they keep making them because people keep consuming them like it's you know it's if you find something that works <laughs> I keep doing work it. it. I, I used to be a big like lifetime movie person with my mom. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. But I'd be so scared at night. I like would be scared to go to the front door and lock it. But all those movies are the same. It's true. <laughs> and he's, I was watching them. Me and my mom were watching like, oh my goodness. I love so, that. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. It's truly incredible. So I, I did also want to kind of get some of your thoughts on, on collaborating with other people on on some of the work for your your stand-up it sounds like it's it's pretty much just you coming up with ways to tell your own stories and finding your own research and everything do you find that you collaborate with others to write those stories or are you collaborating to write different types of stories with other people that are are somewhat comedic Uh, stand-up wise I mean I think it's definitely a medium where you get that feedback you know from whoever hears it kind of almost immediately if it's funny or not I do belong to a writers group you know with Jerry Andrew some of my writer friends and we get together every Sunday actually they're doing it right now via Skype shout out to them where we share either our scripts our you know I pitch our ideas um, and read them aloud and I do my stand-up sometimes so they definitely help me out like just hearing it out sometimes like by first audience yeah like if I have a question Dean you know the lover boy he's sometimes like we talk about like everything because we're together all the time now so sometimes things just come up that are funny and he's like you write that down my mom's like that too she thinks everything I say is funny and like says oh write that down and sometimes you're like you know what maybe it is funny now we'll yeah. write that down we'll come back to it let's see let's see what we can do with it yeah, but I'm still working on it. Uh, Structure-wise, I like to feel good about it personally. That's like what I know. But you know, whatever people are talking about is definitely is definitely something you want to consider. Hey, thanks for making it this far. Before we get into the final questions. I'm here to share a bit more about Shannon. You can find out more information and a bunch about her social linked information on social media and all that kind of stuff at her website at sjocconno.wordpress.com. All right, let's get to the final questions with Shannon. So to start off, 
what would you say is the hardest thing about pursuing the arts for yourself? The hardest thing is the lack of instant gratification. It takes time. And I'm just like, I'm fabulous now. Put me in a movie. (laughs) Somebody put Shannon in a movie. Please do. (laughs) Totally. You know, but you work your way up. You know, it's just like anything else. But I think that just frustrates me sometimes is that, you know, you you do have to put the work and the time in. But you know what? Surgeons don't start cutting people open the first day either. So you got to have patience. But, you know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah, I think an important uh, clarification to that, too, is also you you understand that that's that's a challenge, but you're also working on the fundamentals continuously. It sounds like especially with all the classes you're taking, you're right, keeping yeah. up on your craft. It's not like you're just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're putting in the effort to make sure that when it, the opportunity arises, you're ready, which is yeah. you know, so important in this industry. Exactly. And you want to be ready. You don't want it to come and then they're like, oh, you're terrible. So, right. you know, yeah. it's, 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 it is worth the wait. It's definitely something that's worth the wait. But, you know, sometimes you're like, how old am I again? Hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. forever young am I. You know? Forever exactly. young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that I'm living the life that I want to live. Like if I was doing anything else, I'd be like, you know what I want to do? You know, I'll move to LA and act. So I, I couldn't ask for anything more than that either. That's good. That's yeah. That's the goal, doing what makes you the happiest. That's right. right? Yeah. yeah, I'm super well, happy, y'all. Always. That makes me happy. I'm happy you're happy, Shannon. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Thank you. Especially, and then we'll get on to the next question, but I think especially in this industry, we get so beaten down so much that it's mm-hmm. hard to find that positivity sometimes. And so having someone like you who's just like, yeah, we're doing it. It's happening. It's it's refreshing. It's nice to hear someone that's not as jaded as I am sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're fabulous, Melody. I have no doubts about you. I don't know what you're Thank talking you. about. She good people you gotta see her (laughs) really does it Uh, i'll be outside (laughs) again oh my goodness so our next question what is your favorite piece of art right now my favorite piece of art right now hmm okay i'm just gonna say it the audience fight me if you want but i just saw both seasons of the politician and i loved it I love the colors. I love the music. I just, you know, it was, it's just sticking out of my mind, probably because I just freshly saw it and I was a little late. Mm. But I just thought it was just a wonderful journey. I had a great time. I thought it looked great. It told a good story. So check it yeah, out. Me and my mom binge watched the first season and I haven't, oh, so I haven't gotten to the second season yet, but I'm, okay. I'm excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, it's, it just gets better. No spoilers, but it gets good. Amazing. <laughs> no, I'm excited now. So that's that's a great piece that's out there right now. Mm, that's good. Well, uh, I'll add that to my list after rewatching Eurovision again. Oh um, no, babe! I got oh through five God. minutes. I got through. I didn't. I got through five minutes of Eurovision. We Is it good? It like twice. Yes. No. Here's the thing. No. I don't want to say it's on the same level as Elf because Elf is its own thing, but it's the same kind of like stupid humor with a good message. And it's just, it, it's done so well because there's so much, there's, it, it's so there's smart. There's a lot of details. It's so smart that it's stupid. Like the details that they put in there to make it what it is, it's fabulous. Like it, tr- I honestly, truly think that you should give it another try. Maybe oh drink a little bit. Oh my gosh. Maybe I got to drink but... a little bit. But that first five minutes, <laughs> I was really like, I'm not doing this. It brings me joy. I paused it. I was like, two and a half hours. I said, no, <laughs> I'm not. 
Okay. All right. By. And all right. And there's a moment, probably at minute hour and forty five minutes, <laughs> that makes everything before it and after it worth it. That's yeah. true. There, there, there. I would say there's a handful of those moments, but that there's one that's no, like watch you it. watch it and you just it you lose it. It's great. No, I gotta watch it, man. Well, yeah. man. Fine. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry that I ruined two more hours. Now of I your have life to like go. <laughs> yeah, go watch that now. Oh, I wasn't gonna do it. Please, Please do let us know what you think. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Killing me. Um, yeah, I'm right. sorry. But it's I do think it's worth it. I do. All right. I got yeah. some liquor in the cabinet. I'll do it. Perfect. Okay, there you go. That's that's the way to get through it. Um, <laughs> amazing. I'm sorry, Shannon. <laughs> if there was a way to watch it on two speed, I'd definitely recommend that because I think that would be worth it. But okay. I don't think they have that option. I'm sorry. Anyways, for our next question, a lot more on a serious note, or or you could take it in a comedic fashion. I don't know. What whatever you choose. But what keeps you up at night, Shannon? What keeps me up at night? Oh my God. Honestly, I have terrible anxiety. So terrible things like not cleaning up the kitchen, civil unrest. I have like nightmares about being in school and like not doing the homework or, oh, I had a nightmare about taking out a library book and then it disintegrated in my hands and I couldn't return it. But then when I went to look for it to complain, it was gone. And it was like the lines to the play that I was suddenly in and they, nobody else wanted to give me my lines. So it's, oh, I always have- an actor nightmare. Oh my God. <laughs> so I always have nightmares about like being in school and like not going to class all semester. And then, yeah. And not like, knowing the answers to the test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like coming in and like, where have you been all semester? And I was like, I totally forgot about this class. So those two <laughs> things. Like, like, I didn't even know nightmares. I was enrolled in school. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been in school. I mean, I, I went for a very long time, but I haven't been in school in like five years and it still is like... <laughs> it's still there, <laughs> it's like yeah. Me. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's it. What one piece of advice would you give someone who wants to pursue the arts? I would say, keep at it, but uh, be your own critic, but be nice to yourself. You know, the fact that you're pursuing the arts is a big leap in itself. And as long as you're doing something, you're doing wonderful. That's what art is, just the act of doing it. So don't be too hard on yourself. And pursuing the arts in itself, that's the biggest first step. I love that. It's a beautiful sentiment that that will bring many people into the arts community that I think are going to be a lot healthier and knit for the right reasons. I, I really appreciate that. Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about the podcast, visit our website, www.artisticpodcast.com. If you liked the episode, do us a favor and share it with a friend. It's the best way to help people find our podcast and will help support the show. For updates on new episodes and content, you can follow us at The Artistic Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Thank you, elves. I can't believe Eurovision only has 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Only 64%? That's insane, Oh my right? God, I am going to go give it a review right now. I never the, do anything on Rotten Tomatoes. Only the 64? audience score is 78, but the tomato meter is 64%. How do you become a tomatoer? I don't. I thought anyone could. Is that incorrect? Maybe it you just have to review a lot of movies. But here's the thing. What if you like, what if they don't agree with your reviews? That doesn't seem fair. No, I agree. What's this I was going to do an entire buddies? episode about, 
run Eurovision? To yes. I, <laughs> I am down. I'm so down. Melody, it doesn't deserve Maybe an episode. It, it deserves a, a whole s- podcast <laughs> about Eurovision. Can we just watch Eurovision on the podcast and give our commentary as we go. Yeah, each no, each week we we watch Eurovision and we have a different critique or a different idea that pops up or if it's the same thing, I that's think, just what happens I that think week. We watch Eurovision, but each week we drink a different type of alcohol and see what makes Oh God, so good! <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, tomato. Watch Eurovision. Yeah, watch Eurovision and give it a better rating on Rotten Tomatoes than it has currently, because it deserves more. That's it all. Does. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>